Gemara, Mo'ed Katan, Daf Yud Dalid. Masich has been dedicated by our good friend, Mr. Martin Rani. For the Fu'ashul Mavarab B'Tzalel Ben Mazal Tov. Shashem Yishlach Lo Fu'ashul Amen. We begin today's Daf on Yud Gimal Amud Bet, and we're starting the new Perek. And it's the Mishnah on the bottom of the Amud. Ve'elu Megalchin Ba'Mo'ed. The following people are allowed to cut their hair on Cholamu'ed. We're going to learn that it's forbidden, for whatever reason, to cut one's hair on Cholamu'ed. The Mishnah begins with the exceptions. Somebody that comes from overseas, that she tells us that he was anus, he wasn't able to cut his hair before, and therefore he landed on Cholamu'ed. So now is the first time he was able to cut his hair. So it is permissible. Mo'ed Shibyab was in captivity, and he was released by Mibet Asurim. He was let out of jail on Cholam Mo'ed, so he's allowed to cut his hair. Somebody that was excommunicated by the rabbis for whatever reason. And the rabbis, as a result, they were matid his, um, his, uh, his nidui. They released him from his nidui. Somebody that made a neder, let's say, against taking haircuts and he, met a, he finally met the Tamid Hakam, and the Tamid Hakam was able to release him from his neder. You have to say that he wasn't able to meet the Hakam before the holiday, because he was able to meet the rabbi before the holiday, so therefore he has no excuse. And you have to say that it happened where the rabbi either wasn't available in cases like that. Fine. Uh, the Gemara Mishnah then says, Vehanazir so you have a nazir. Nazir has to obviously grow his hair. But if a nazir becomes tameh in the middle of his process, he has to count seven days. And then on the seventh day, he has to take a haircut. So if that seventh day happens to fall on cholam or ed, so then he has no choice. He has to cut his hair. Mitzorah, obviously, also, when he counts his days of, uh, of, of tahara, uh, after he finishes his counting of his days, he must uh, shave all his hair. Uh, if you want to read the Rashi, Let's read the Rashi Mitum Atol Taharato. Nazir Tamer, Shalam Tumato, Bishub Enomi Shamed Nisro Umgalaya, the Hemisora, Shalam Tumato, Megalia Paregal, Vishalo, Hayala, Hem, Penai, the Galea, Kodem Haregal. So obviously, those guys didn't have, um, didn't have an opportunity to take a haircut before Natos fought over here, says, Ve'elu Megalhin Bamoed, Mishum de Tana be Idak Perkin, the Varim Shosim, the Tsorekamoed. Since we just learned in the last uh, pedic that um, certain things are done, the Surah for example, people that are selling things and stuff like that, that are permissible. So we gave, um, you know, these examples also, things that are done, even normally you're not allowed to do them, but in these cases, Fine, in prison they don't let him cut his hair. Even if they let him cut his hair, guy's not in the mood to cut his hair. That's the last thing he's Okay, and now the Mishnah goes on to the next point. The following people are able to launder their clothes 
on Cholam where the Bama Midir Tayam, the same thing, the guy came from overseas, Ume Beta Shavya, or he was taken out of the captivity, Vayotzime Beta Asurin, or he was let out of prison. Menude also has laws that he's not allowed to launder their clothes, uh, and the rabbis released him from his nidui. Also, a person made, let's say, a neder, not to launder his clothes, and he finally caught up with the hacham uh, on Cholamu'ed, and the rabbi released him from the, from the neder. If you look at the Tosafot, Tosafot on the top says, Menude Exactly. Why do these guys go to the rabbi before Cholam to get the release from their Reneder or from the Nidui? We have a rule that Nidui is minimum 30 days. And the 30 days ended on Cholam So therefore, he had no option to go before the holiday. Right? Which means... Uh, he came on Chola Mu'ed. That's when uh, he came to be Chola uh, Mu'ed. Uh, that's when the guy showed up. The rabbi came on Chola Mu'ed. They couldn't find the rabbi before him. Or they couldn't find the Petach before Chola Mu'ed. When you make a Nedid, the rabbi's got to find a, a certain you know, a key to release him. So it took the rabbi's time. So therefore, he says, um, Fine. Fine. So now the Gemara comes along and says, the Gemara comes along and says, Mishnah continues, I'm sorry. The Mishnah says certain items also are going to be permissible to uh, launder on Cholam And they are hand towels, these are the cloths that the barbers use, bath towels, these are all people that have tumah coming out of their bodies, a lady giving birth, a lady is nida, also their clothes are dirty, for that matter, anybody that's going from tumah to tara that needs to, you know, have clean garments in order to uh, count the days of tahara, is permitted, Ushar kol adam, asun everybody else is going to be forbidden. Okay, let's read the Gemara. Gemara comes along and says, Ushar kol adam, ma'ita ama asurin. And now the Gemara is working backwards. That's what was foretold us on the Amud Bet. The Gemara doesn't start off in telling us you're not allowed to take a haircut. The Gemara starts off telling us, the Mishnah starts off telling us, these are the people that are allowed to take haircuts. And finally, at the end of the Mishnah, it tells us, by the way, everybody else is forbidden. The question is, why is everybody else forbidden? What's the issue of taking a haircut on? So we learned in Mishnah in Masechetanit, if you remember. Anshem Mishmar, those are the Kwanim that go serve in the Beit HaMikdash on a weekly basis. Anshem Ma'amad, those are the Yisraelim that also go and gather uh, in order to be representatives of B'nai Yisrael for the Qurban Olah. Asurin lechabe, So when they enter their week, they're forbidden to take haircuts and launder their clothes the whole week. But on Thursday, on Thursday, because of Kabot Shabbat. What's the reason why they can't take haircuts during the week of their service? We don't want them to enter their uh, their service when they are uncomely. 
which means what's going to end up happening? If you let them take a haircut during the week of their service, they'll wait. And they'll come into the uh, avodah already with long hair. So what's to, what's to motivate them to take a haircut beforehand? Telling them that they can't take a haircut during that week. So everybody's going to come and take a haircut before they get there. Therefore, they'll come into the mishmar properly kept. Yomara says, we don't want them to enter the regel when they are uh, unkempt either. Which is if the person is going to know he can take haircuts in Cholamu'ed, that's when he has more time. So he'll wait. And therefore he'll go into the holiday already with his hair all long and he'll wait until Cholamu'ed. So how do you get rid of that uh, problem? You tell me you can't take haircuts in Cholamu'ed. It's going to force everybody to take a haircut before and therefore they're going to come into the holiday clean. Read the top Rashi, the Mitrash, Uman the Mitrashel, Right, so that she sounds like only someone that's mitrashel. Someone that was lazy. Maybe he's coming to exclude the cases that we said before in the Mishnah, the people that were anus, guys in jail. It wasn't mitrashel, or a guy was in captivity. It wasn't mitrashel. It's only somebody that has the ability to do it, and he's lazy. They were worried about the fact that he might come into the holiday menuval, and therefore, uh, and therefore, it's a Tosfot says, what's the question? Cutting hair is a melacha. It's a melacha on Shabbat, that's for sure. So what's the she'ela? Why it's asur? It's asur to do melacha on cholam So Tosfot says, "Afalpi shehu melacha hayalan lahatira l'tzorech moed." Right? Even though it's a melacha, certain melachot can be permissible on the tzorech moed. In a me, absheish melachot asur b'moed shem b'mtorah kigom prakmatiyam b'kom b'kom zeu shud liipui raul lahatira lechabod moed. Adrabah, it's it's a melacha that is. The uh, tzorech moed meaning it's it's, it's kavod moed it's even better, which means uh, there's certain melachot that we know are asurot uh, that don't have Torah, for example, kegon perak It's true. However, this is a melachah that doesn't have Torah, but it's a melachah she en botol that's kavod moed. Therefore, it should be permissible. Okay, someone say it's a type of gilu arosh over here that it should be asur mishum. Right, it's not a it's not a Torah of it's in Yanavei Melachatos for once conclude and still I would have thought that since it's Kavoda Moed we should wave this Melacha Kamashmanan we don't because of the Gezerah very very good okay. So now. Okay, now let's go to the continuation of the Gemara. Bayer Rebiz, Rebiz has a question. Um, what's his she'ela? Avdalo avida erev aregel. Okay, a guy, let's say, lost an object erev aregel. So he's busy erev aregel trying to find his lost object. Okay, he's busy. He's busy. He can't take a haircut. Why? He's too busy trying to find his, uh, his item that he lost. So the Gemara says... Is that considered an honest that will allow him to take a haircut on the holiday? Because he really was busy on Erev Han. Do we say since he was honest, therefore it should be Mutar? Or do we say 
or Dilma came out, they don't muhammilta. Problem is where people don't know what they, he was doing such a thing, and therefore they're going to come along and say, "Oh, you're allowed, you're allowed to take a haircut on Halamuet." It seems these other things, like I got coming out of jail, it's well known. I was in captivity, it's well known. So people are not going to come to make a mistake. Mashiach and this guy, nobody knows he was finding looking for an Abedan Erev Had. All of a sudden they see the guy going to the barber, taking a haircut on Halamuet. It's going to be uh, problematic. So therefore, maybe that should be a reason to be asur. Uh, and Rashi says, Yomru The people are going to say, oh, this guy's waiting until Cholamoyed to take a haircut. He's making it isur. So therefore, that's the two sides of the question. Amara Bayeh, famous Kemara, Yomru kola sedikin asurin, sedike baitos mutarin. This was talking about over here, uh, a certain type of a design they used to put on the matzot. And uh, the hachamim made a gizera, ah, you're not allowed to put these designs on the matzot. Why? Because uh, it takes time to do it, and therefore they're worried about uh, it becoming hametz. Now these bakers, which was the uh, um, baitos, they used to have a mold. And therefore they were able to make the, uh, the, the shape of this matzah very quickly. No issue at all of hametz because they had the mold. But the rabbi said it's going to be forbidden because the people are going to see the sirikim of baitos and they're not going to know that he had a mold and they're going to come along and think that you can make uh, you can make these uh, types of shapes for the uh, for the matzot. So therefore, bottom line, we have to make a gezerah and nobody could do it. So the same thing over here. People are not going to know that he went to find an avedah and therefore we have to make a gezerah on everybody. Read Rashi, Yomru, Kola Siddiquim Asurim, Kilomar. They don't know that Baitos has this mold. So they say, say, we can't do it, but Baitos can do it. What's the difference? And they're going to say the same thing over here. They don't know this guy was busy trying to find an Abedah Erev Had. So they're going to say, well, we can't take a haircut. This guy can. <coughs> it's going to be Asur in that case. I'm going to be According to this reason over here that what? That you're worried about the people. They're going to say something. If let's say a person only has one garment. You know, that's all he has. One garment is his name. He's allowed to go and launder it on Cholamoyed. Why, why, why don't you say the same thing? The people are not going to know that he only has one garment, and they're going to come along and say the same thing. Everybody else is forbidden to launder their clothes. This guy's permissible. They're not going to know uh, he has some dispensation of one garment. So Gibran says, no, there's a difference. That he has his belt. When, when he's taking his outer garment out, he puts the belt around his waist. Okay, let's say he's wearing an undershirt underneath. So therefore, he takes his outer garment out, and now he's just wearing his belt when he's laundering. So everybody knows that he must not have another garment. Because he, why is he wearing his belt over his undershirt? So therefore, it's mukhah, it's clear to everybody what this guy's situation is. Is normally if a guy's laundering something, he puts on another suit. This guy's not putting on another suit. He's putting his, 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 his belt underneath what he was wearing. 
Ela must prove to everybody he's a heter. What's his heter? One garment. That she says is zuro mochi halal. Right, right, exactly. Which means he's putting on the, the undergarment that he has and he puts the, the, the belt around that so people are going to realize that he only has one garment. Okay, so now the Gibbara comes along and has another question. Uman. Okay, now we talk about an Uman, a professional, that lost an Avedah Erebaregel. Let's say he's a barber. Right? So now a barber is very busy Erebaregel. All of a sudden now what happens? Uh, barber shop closed. Why? Because the barber is looking for an Avedah Erebaregel. So that type of item people will find out about. Because he's a public figure in that sense that the people are going to know what's going on. Oh, where is he? Oh, he lost an Avedai. He was running around. So therefore, the Gebarah says, Kiman de Umanu Muhammilta. It's obvious what he was doing because he is, you know, um, he's, uh, people, people know his uh, situation over there. Or Dilma, Kiman de Lo Muhammilta Kihanach. You're right. It's evident, but it's not as evident as the other cases in the Mishnah, like a guy coming out of jail and a guy coming out of captivity where everybody knows. So the question is, what's the degree of, uh, of, of uh, noticeability or of understanding that people have to have like, what his excuse was? You know, so the Gemara says, well, for sure the case is in the Mishnah, it's well known, it's before Sam. But Uman, that uh, closes Erev Haag because he's looking for an Avedah, it's known, maybe it's not so known as the other ones. The Gemara says, like, the degree, we're going to have to wait for the and Navi to tell us. And the Gemara says on that, Okay. And now we move on. Look at Ashi, by the way, Uman. Right. Okay. Very, very well. Now we move on to the next subject. So the guy came back from a trip. Now we get to a big sugya. What was the guy doing? You know, why did the guy go out in the first place? You're telling me the guy came back from a trip. Who, who, told, him to, who told him to go on a trip in the first place that he's coming back on Hola Moed, that you're giving him a hetir? What was his impetus to go out on the trip in the first place? So Gemara says, The Mishnah is not following the Bihuda, the Tanya. Exactly. He didn't have a tent to go out. He, he went out on his own right. Nobody forced him to go out. He didn't have a, 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 an overriding reason to go out. So who told you, who told you to go out in the first place? So therefore, since he had such a shoot, he had no overriding reason to go out. Therefore, no heter. To, uh, to, 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 to take a heck when he comes back. That's Rashi. Mepnei shelo, she yatsa shelo bilshut. Kelomar, ho'il velo yatsa bilshut ha'chayrim ela bilson asmo, lav anusu. Right. He wasn't forced to go out by others. Nobody forced him to go out. He didn't have a reason to go out. He went out. So the Gemara says, Amar So the Gemara says, hold it. It's not so simple, Rabbi Yehuda and Hakamim. Because we have a mahlukar, obviously. Rabbi Yehuda is saying, can never take a haircut, it sounds like. And it sounds like Hakamim and Amishnah saying, 
<coughs> you can always take a haircut. So Rabbah is going to narrow the mahlokit a bit. And Rabbah is going to say, Amar shoot. If the guy went, you know, shoot uh, for pleasure, to roam the world, you know, stam, uh, to travel. Okay. Everybody's going to say, that's asud, because that, that's total pleasure trip. Now you show back up on Chola Mo'ed, even the rabbis are going to come along and say, Now Mishnah, that guy who's Bama Medina Tayyam, whose original reason for traveling was Lashut, was just to, you know, enjoy pleasure trip, for sure it's going to be asud for him to take a haircut. No argument on that, the Vedaya called asud. Now, go the other way. Mimzonot, if the guy went out to make Padnasa, trying to make a livelihood. No problem. Even the Yehuda will say that that's enough reason. That's considered you're forced out. Got to make a living. Everybody with grief, he shows back up on Cholam Mo'ed that it's going to be permissible. So where's the argument over here? Where the guy is going to make some profit. He has Parnassah, but he wants to make more money. So the Yehuda will consider that like a pleasure trip. And therefore, he has no Eted when he comes back. And the Hakamim and the Mishnah will compare it to somebody that's going out for Mizonot. They don't make a difference between whether a guy has a lot of money or not a lot of money. It's permissible nonetheless as long as it's because of Parnassah. So we have three cases, Rabotai. The two extreme cases. One is pleasure trip. Everybody says Asur when he returns. Mizonot, everybody says Mutar when he returns. Harvacha. Profit, extra money, that's where we have the contention between Rabbi Yehuda and Hakamim. The Gemara is going to challenge this understanding. Metive Amar Rabbi. So the Benu HaKadosh said, Nir'in divre Rabbi Yehuda kishiyatsa shilobirishud. It seems that we're going to follow Rabbi Yehuda when he went out without being forced to go out. Shilobirishud. Hakamim, we're going to take the opinion of the rabbis that it's okay to take a haircut. When they went out, what a reason, by force. Uh, which means, now we have to figure out what is this Shiloh Birshut that we're taking to be Yehuda, and what is this Birshut that we're taking, how can we have to define our terminologies? So the Gebarah says, My Shiloh Birshut. You're telling me that we're going to follow the Yehuda, Shiloh Birshut. What does that mean, those words, Shiloh Birshut? Ilimalashut. If you mean, yeah, the guy went to, 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 to vacation, the guy went out for pleasure, what do you mean? Then we're not going to only take the Be'uda. Everybody agrees with that, we said. We just learned everybody says Lashut. Even the rabbis are going to say it's Asud. Oh, it can't be, he's going out to make a livelihood. Everybody says it's going to be Mutar to make a livelihood. So what's the case over here that we're taking the Be'uda? Oh, must be talking about where the guy is going to make profit. And the Ben HaKadosh is saying that Lakaz is going to be like Rabbi Yehuda when he goes Shiloh Birshut, meaning when he goes to make profit. Now we're not done yet with the question. But then the Sefa of that same statement says, We're going to take the words, the words, the words of the rabbis when he went out Birshut. Now we want to explain those words. What does it mean Birshut? My Birshut. If it's about we went out to make a livelihood, not only the rabbis will say it's mutad to take a haircut, even the Yehuda will say, if he's going out for mezonot, it's mutad. What is he going out for? And you're telling me that we're going to take the words of the hachamim when it comes to harbacha. How do you say that? You just told me in the resha, you just told me in the resha that we follow the Yehuda when it comes to harbacha. 
basically, <coughs> we have a stira. In the words of Rabbi, how can he tell me we follow Rabbi Yehuda in one case and we follow Hachamim in one case, but we're learning it's the same case? So there was a stira. Basically, he's saying we follow Rabbi Yehuda in Harba Hadr, it's a Sutta de Gehekar, and we follow the Banan, Harba Hadr, it's Mutta de Gehekar. Setira. Sukhabara says, no, 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 no. We have to relearn this Braita. Hachi Kamar, Nidin Devre Rabbi Yehuda le Rabbanan. These rabbis were not discussing their own opinions. They were discussing the opinions of their colleagues. So, which means, the, 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 the Rabbanan say, you know when we agree with Rabbi Yehuda, we'll agree with Rabbi Yehuda. We hear Rabbi Yehuda is very strict. We're going to take Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbanan are talking. We will take Rabbanan's opinion Shalom Bereshut, the extreme case of Shalom Bereshut, which is what? Umayn lihu, lashut. Okay, she'afidu achamim, lo ne'leku alav, ela l'arbaha. Sure, because they only argued when it comes to arbaha, but they agree when it comes to lashut, for sure it's going to be asut avan lashut. Even the rabbis will come along and agree to Rabbi Yehuda. Now let's go the other way. Benir'in debre rabbanan Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbana, Rabbi Uda will say, I understand the rabbi's leniency that what that they could take a haircut. I will agree with them when it comes to mezonot because Rabbi Uda didn't argue only when it comes to profit. So basically, we just adjusted this brighter by saying, that they weren't discussing their own opinions, they were discussing their colleagues' opinions, and therefore we came back to the same conclusion. Lashut is going to be Asur, Mezonot is going to be Mutar, and Harbaha is where we have the contention. It all works out. Amar Shemuel, Katan Nolad Bamoed. Oh, new story. Katan Nolad Bamoed. Baby is born, is born on the Hag, and what does it say? Mutar Legaleh Bamoed. You can give me a haircut. Okay, Kennedy was born uh, hairy, and it's uh, tzar for the kid to have all this hair on his body. And what's the reason? W- w- under which category does this fall out of in our Mishnah? That's coming out of jail. Why? There's no greater confinement than when a person is in the mother's womb, is in uh, prison. And therefore, when he comes out of uh, the mother's womb, it's like he came out of jail, and therefore it's going to be. Permissible. So the Gemara sounds like, oh, Bamoed in, only because he was born on Cholamoed. Implying what? That if the kid was born before Cholamoed, sounds like. Since you could have uh, uh, given him a haircut and cut his hair before Cholamu'ed, we're going to be strict that you can't cut the kid's hair on Cholamu'ed, which means we're putting a, a restriction over here. Only Bamu'ed. But if he was born before, no. Look at that. She'd be cut out low. The Imno Nolad Kodem Haregel and Omegaleach Paregel. Ilbe Hayayachol de Galeach Kodem Haregel. Oh, so the Gibraltar comes along and says, Matuza Pinhas. So Rabbi has is a question. What's the question? Call Elu Shamlu Mutar Legalei Abba Moed. 
all these people that we just said in the Mishnah that are permissible to take haircuts on Cholam Mu'ed, God forbid if somebody's in mourning, so he has the same leniencies. That what? Whoever's permissible when it comes to Cholam Mu'ed, so the same leniencies will apply to somebody that is in mourning. Now we make a diuk. Now the diuk is not written explicitly in this uh, statement over here, but we're making the diuk ourselves. What's the diuk? The implication? Whoever's forbidden to take a haircut on Mu'ed, is going to be forbidden to take a haircut during the morning period. Oh, so the Yomara is going to come along and say, if you're going to learn, like we just said, and if you're going to say, when it comes to a katan, there's a difference. There's a distinction, meaning... If he was born on the Hag, permissible. But if he was born before the Hag, forbidden. Which means what? That we're going to be strict when it comes to a katan be abelut. Nimset, abelut noheget be katan. Read the top Rashi. V'i amad. Be katan isle pelukta hiluk. Oh, that's very good. Which means like this. <clears throat> if you're going to tell me that katan, it depends. That there are cases where a katan is going to be forbidden to take a haircut. And what is that? Like you wanted to learn. If he was born... Before Hola Mo'ed, it's going to be a suit for him to take the haircut on Hola Mo'ed. Oh, so then what's going to happen? Then we have to apply the same law to Avilut. And what are we going to say? We're going to say that if a baby was born, let's say, before becoming a mourner, that's, that's it. Now he became a mourner. So that's it. Too late. He cannot uh, cut his hair because we have to apply the same uh, the plain laws. It comes out what? You're telling me that there's Avilut by a katan. And that's. Hard to accept because we have to the The only reason why they rip the garments of a katan who's in mourning is not because of the laws of mourning, is in order to cause grief to others. When they walk in, they see the kids' garments ripped, it'll cause them grief, but not that he's Hayab and Avelut. Let me explain the question again. You're telling us over here that if the kid was born before Hola Mo'ed, you're not going to be able to cut his hair on Hola Mo'ed. Oh, well, we have a rule, a rule that we made from an implication. And the implication was, whoever it says, whoever was allowed to take a haircut on Hola Mo'ed is allowed to have this hitter when it comes to Avilut, implying that whoever is not allowed to take a haircut on Hola Mo'ed, meaning somebody that could have done it before, cannot do it by Avilut. So therefore, basically, you're saying a katan that was born before Avilut cannot take a haircut during, you cannot cut his hair during, Avilut, which implies that what? The laws of Avilut apply to a katan. And the Gibraltar is saying it's not so. And even though you, you found me a brighter that says that the, the katan, they cut his clothes, they only cut his clothes in order to cause grief to others. Look at that she mitnag mak nefesh. just to cause the people to cry. So the Gibraltar says, Amara Basheh. The Gibraltar says, who told you to make this diuk? The Blaita never said this diuk. You make a diuk and then you make a question. Miketani ha asuri? Doesn't it say, oh, that whoever's asur on Holamu'ed automatically is asur be'avel? Dilma yesh mehen asur? 
and the uh, bin mutar. Maybe some are permissible and some are forbidden. Which means not everybody that's going to be forbidden in the Cholam is going to be forbidden in Avinut. And therefore, <coughs> could be, although uh, 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 maybe a, a katam would be permissible. <laughs> therefore, normally, if somebody was able to take a haircut before Cholam Moed, it's forbidden in Cholam Moed, but not every case. Maybe a katam is the exception. So therefore, don't make the diuka, don't make the question. That's basically the Gemara's answer. And the Gemara now is going to repeat this uh, similar version. Amemor v'itemad abshisha bered rab idi matnihach. He had this version like this. Amar Shmuel katan mutan legalecho b'moed la shena nodad b'moed la shena nodad meikara. So in this statement, it starts with giving it to us totally mutar in all cases, no diuk. Meaning a katan, no matter when he's born, whether he's born in kolam moed, whether he's born before, the initial statement is what mutar. So he says Amar Pinhas. Good, we have a proof to this. All these people that we said have a dispensation to cut the hair and they are allowed to also uh, uh, cut the hair during the times of mourning. Implying that whoever is forbidden to take a hair and if you're going to say the katan is going to be uh, asur on Cholamu'ed because you could have done it before Nimset Avinu Tohiget Bekatan then you're coming to tell me that what the base of the laws of Avinu Tohiget Bekatan Betanya we know doesn't Mekarin Lekatan Bepneh Agmat Nefesh so therefore you, you see what you have a, a proof now that a Katan even if it was born before is going to be a permissible and that's exactly what Shemuel is saying because if you're going to say it's forbidden then it means you're going to have to say that there's Avinu by a Katan. And we know there's no avilut by a katan. Amar Rabashe, mi ketani ha asurin. Who told you uh, to make the diuk in the braita? Uh, it only gave you the cases of who's permissible. Dilma yeshmehen asur, the yeshmehen mutar. And they were, like we made the diuk before, that maybe there's certain people that is actually going to be uh, mutar. That they're prohibited on Cholam Mu'ed, but they're permissible during, uh, 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 during, during, during Avelut. And therefore, we really have no da'ayah from the statement of Shemu'ed. Let's read um, Rabbi Nashi on that for a second. No. no. So he says that for the Braitha could very well hold that of those who are prohibited to cut the Cholam Mu'ed, there are some minors who in fact are permitted to do so during mourning. What is, the, what is the difference between this side and this side? I'm just reviewing for myself now for a second. The Gemara started off telling me that Shemuel was matir both things. La shena nolad nolad Beautiful. And then Abin Haas said we have a support to Shemuel based on this bright that we quoted that whoever we said is permissible, Bemo'er uh, is permissible, Bime Avlo, and we implied. Ha'asurin legaleyah b'mo'ed. Whoever's asur on the mo'ed would be asur b'me'ablo. And if you're going to say a katan is asur, you can't say that because said you're going to make that there's avilut by a katan. And we know there's no avilut by a katan. And therefore, it must be uh, that uh, it is permissible to cut the hair of the katan 
on Cholam Oed, regardless when he was born, which is very good proof. And to that, the Gemara says, no, you're bringing a question because you made it, you're bringing a proof because you're making a Asurin Asur. And then you say, oh, it can't be Asurin because if a Katan would be Asur, that means you're making a avail by Katan. We don't have that. So he goes, who, said, who told you in the Brighton that said, Mikatani Asurin? Dilma Yesh Mehen Asur. That means perhaps well, we could say that what? There are still souls that are prohibited to cut their hair during Cholam Mu'ed and <coughs> are prohibited during the, the morning period. Vyesh Mehem Muta. By the same token, there are those that are prohibited during Cholam Mu'ed uh, and are in fact permitted during the morning period. Therefore, Shemuel's statement is not necessarily supported by the Pinchas's Braita. For the Braita can very well hold that those who are prohibited to cut their hair during Cholam Mu'ed, there are some minors who in fact are permitted to do so during the morning. Exactly. It's only talking about Cholam Mu'ed itself. But who told you it's talking about before? And therefore, you want to bring me a Ra'iyah for Shemuel before. You have no Ra'iyah for the Braita before. All you have the Braita is that on Cholam Mu'ed itself, Certain ones are going to be forbidden to the Avel, and certain ones are going to be permissible. But before, you have no raya. You made a diyuk, and therefore you wanted to bring the raya. Don't make the diyuk, and don't bring the raya. Very good. Avel, Avel. Avel. Okay, Nulo. Avelut is suspended when it comes to the regal. Uh, do we have Rashiyat? Not yet. Why? You have to have simha. Obviously, an avail cannot have simha. Now, give us a bit. What are we talking about? When did he become an avail? If it's talking about where he was an avail, which means before the holiday started, he became an avail. Well, we have an ase, a positive commandment of the rabbin, which is what? Everybody's obligated to have simha. And we'll push away the avidut of an individual. So therefore, for sure, if it started before the holiday, once the holiday comes, Asid Rabin pushes away Asid Yahid. And if you tell me he became an avid on the holiday itself, already he has an Asid Rabin on him. We're not going to say that the Asid of avidut is going to push away the Asid of uh, basically, uh, no matter when the guy becomes Avel, whether he becomes Avel before the Hag or during the Hag, we're going to always say is going to push away the private Avelut and supersede it. So the Barak comes along and says, wait, Minude, we have a case of a Minude. That was the guy who was excommunicated for whatever reasons. Maushi in Hog. So we had an issue over here. When it comes to uh, uh, somebody that's in uh, Nidui, there's certain laws that apply to him. He's not allowed to say shalom to people. Uh, he has to, uh, uh, he, can, he cannot wear shoes. He's not allowed to groom himself. Can't wander his clothes like we learned. Minude is like an avir, by the way. That's really what he is. So therefore the Gemara says over here, Minude maushin hogni do yobarege. Okay, they didn't release him. They didn't release him. They didn't take it off. Now he has a, he's in Nidui officially on the regal. Can he act in a Nidui way? 
which is basically saying, could he not, does he not, not wear shoes? All these things are going to impede his simha, obviously. So the Gebara says, Amar of Yosef, Tashema. Danim dinen fashot vidinem makot vidinem mamonot. On Cholamoed, we're allowed, the Bedin's allowed to sit down and judge capital punishment cases. That's dinen fashot. Dinem makot, cases that are subject to lashes. And dinem mamonot, monetary cases. Now, what happens? Normally in a, in a court, they make a ruling. Okay, so-and-so is hayav. What happens if the litigant doesn't want to listen to the beddin? So then, they put him in the nidui. That's one of the cases where a guy gets put in nidui, when he's in contempt of the court. He doesn't follow the ruling of the beddin. So therefore, it seems that what? That on cholam mo'ed, you're allowed to actually put somebody in a nidui. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, if a guy was an existing Nidui, you're going to argue that he doesn't follow his Nidui in Cholamwed. Are we going to put a guy now in Nidui? If a guy was an existing Nidui doesn't follow his Nidui, how can we put a new guy into Nidui on the Hagela must be, he follows his Nidui on the Regel. The fact that we see that we judge courts open, once the court's open, that assumes nidui is an option on Hola Moed. Because that, 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 that's a function of the court. If the litigant doesn't follow the, uh, the, the, the ruling, they put him in nidui. So the Gabbana said, if I can put somebody in nidui, so clearly somebody that's in nidui already is going to have to follow his nidui. Otherwise, if it was forbidden to follow an existing nidui, I'm not going to put somebody in a new nidui. That's his proof. And therefore, the Gabbana's answer is what? There is nidui rules. On Cholamoed. The Gebra says, I don't understand your proof. I don't understand your proof. Maybe when it says the courts are sitting down and judging on Cholamoed, they're not making rulings that can lead to a nidui to somebody. All it means is the judges, they contemplate the case. They analyze the case. But they don't make the verdict until after the holiday. So then we have no dialogue. No, no one's going to be put in, put into Nidui on the holiday because there's no verdicts. The Gemara says, and I'll prove it to you. It must be like that. When it says that they make capital punishment cases on Cholamoed, do you think that they're actually going to kill somebody in the court on Cholamoed if he's guilty? They're going to execute him? What's the problem? Why not? You're taking away from the Simhav Yom Tov. Not of the guy who's getting killed. I don't care about that guy. He doesn't deserve that Simhav Yom Tov. We're taking away the Simhav Yom Tov of the judges. Why? The Tanya, because we learned in the Braita. Rabbi Akiva Omer Minay in the Sanhedrin. Shehargu'at nefesh On the day that Sanhedrin executes somebody. She'en to'amim kodot ayom. They fast that day. She'ne'emar. As the Pasuk says, Tamut Malotochilu al-adam. Which they're learning on the day that you take somebody's dam. Lotochilu. So therefore, if you're going to tell the judges that they're allowed to execute on Hola Moed, what's going to end up happening? They have to fast. So you take it away from the Subhat So therefore, it cannot mean that they're judging the Nineveh Fashur, meaning they're actually executing somebody on Hola Moed. So what does it mean? Ela, <coughs> Oh, it just means that they analyze it, but they don't issue a verdict. 
Similarly over here, when it comes to monetary cases, Therefore, you have no proof of making verdicts. If you're going to hold that you make a verdict, then everybody you can introduce Nidui. Because the guy doesn't listen to the verdict, and doesn't want to pay, you can put him in Nidui. And then we can extrapolate and say, if you can put somebody in Nidui, like a Ta'ira, certainly somebody that's already in Nidui will have to follow his Nidui. But now we're not saying that. We're saying, no, there's no verdicts on the holiday. Just like there's no execution in a capital punishment case, there's no verdicts in a monetary case. And therefore, there's no verdict, there's no Nidui. You have no proof. Does Nidui apply on the Haggonah? Ahmad Leh, the Gibraltar says, wait, you're telling me over here that they're just going to study the capital punishment case, but they're not going to issue a verdict. Imken, nimset, me'ane edino. <laughs> you're delaying the uh, you're delaying the verdict, or you're delaying justice, and there's a problem of what inuyadin. Read Rashi. You're not allowed to delay justice. Yeah, once they know the case and they know where it's headed, they got to give a verdict. You say no, no, just keep on studying it, they keep on analyzing it, but that can cause a delay. And once already the judges are uh, uh, no. The ruling, they have to, uh, uh, they have to, uh, um, they, they, they have to follow, they have to execute. And, uh, so that's not an option. To come along and say that they're going to just study the case over Cholamu'ed and then delay the verdict till after Cholamu'ed can't be. They would be subject to a problem of Inu Yadin delaying uh, uh, rulings, which is clearly forbidden. So what's the case? But I says, you have to say like this. Atu mitzafra ma'ayne bedina. They come to the courthouse in the morning and they study the case. Well, no problem, they're allowed to study the case. And then they go home and eat. It's after all. They all go home in the afternoon. They go home and eat, they drink, they celebrate. So they ate. They come to Shkiata Hama. And they make a verdict at Shkiata Hama. And therefore, what's going to happen? And they execute him. Oh, beautiful. So therefore, what happened? No problem. They're able to execute the guy close to sunset, but they ate already. So therefore, you have no problem of learning the Nineveh Fashot literally. And they will want you to learn the Nineveh Fashot literally. You can learn the Nineveh Mamonot literally. And therefore, if you learn the Nineveh Mamonot literally, that means there's Nidui on Cholam Because if the guy doesn't listen to the court's rulings, they're going to put him in Nidui. So if you can put somebody in Nidui, then somebody's already in Nidui, will be obviously be able to follow his Nidui. So we're back to that point. Now read uh, Rashi, Ela, Le'olam. Ela, Le'olam, Danin, Dino, Begumrin, Mamash, Pamoed. Be'ika, Le'medak, Mina, Ilo, Sayit, Mishamitin, Ale. Right. Be'ika, Le'mishmat, Mina, Dino, Hegnam, Dibarek. Right. Be'da'ama, Be'da'ama, Dinken, Limanam, Simchat, Yom Tov. Beautiful. Amar Abaye. So Abaye comes along and has a question. Which is what did it say in the Mishnah? The Mishnah came along and said, released him. Now, why, why, why would Hakamim releasing him? They're releasing him because you're not allowed to be a minute on the holiday. You have to rejoice. You have to be happy. So therefore, 
the fact that the Mishnah says a minudeh that the rabbis released him from his nidui sounds like according to Abaye, every minudeh will get released. Because he needs to be released. Why does he need to be released? Because he has to have some hat hahag. So what do you see from here? A minudeh cannot be minuduyo uh, on the holiday. He cannot follow his laws. Does it come along and say, uh, which is a general statement, that the women, all of them, that specific guy, they were matir. Why? The guy, where he went and he appeased, the guy who had the, the, the claim against them, and therefore they they released him from his nidui because he settled the, the, the case. Point is, not everybody. If it would have said in the Mishnah, says so like everybody gets a card blanche of nidui because of the simcha. Is it shetiru law? He gets a special eter because he made the proper amends. Read Rashi. Tashema. Right, that's what we think. Right, which means bottom line, they uh, he, he followed the uh, the ruling of the of the betin. That. That's the same bedin, I guess, that made the ruling is the same bedin that Nafkemina uh, what? That if one bedin in a different generation made the ruling and then a different bedin can't take off the nidui of an earlier bedin? She's going into that. Okay, it's uh, interesting. Okay, let's just, just finish this up here. <coughs> the Gemara has a question now. Okay, have a leper. Does he follow his laws of leprosy on the regular? Obviously, he cannot enter the camp. He cannot launder his garments. He cannot greet people. Basically, a leper is more like a Avel also. So, does he follow his laws on Holamwet? That only a nazir that comes out of his nazirut or a mitzorah, forgive me, a mitzorah that comes out of his sada'at on the hag, meaning it's the seventh day, then we say, what? Wow, he can take a haircut because he's done. Implying what? That if he's still in his tum'ah, so therefore he has to follow the, uh, the laws. And therefore, uh, until that time, he has to treat the uh, nahik. All, all the laws of Sarat are going to apply. The Gemara says, no, no proof. Which is, you don't have to tell me that when he's in his days of contamination, that he doesn't have to follow all the restrictions of his Sarat because the Hag overrides it. But I would have thought that what? when it comes to when he's starting to purify himself, Nigzor, Shema That I might think that what we should make a decree that he should not be able to cut his hair during Halamu'id. Why? Because he's going to delay from bringing the korbanot until the last day of Yom Tov. 
Kamashmalan, it comes to tell we don't make such a decree. What is this decree that will tell us with Rashi? It's amazing. I would have thought that we made this gezira. I would have thought like this. Maybe a mitzvah that finishes his process on the seventh day, maybe he's not allowed to take a haircut. Why? Because once he takes his haircut, he's got to bring the korban. And I would have thought, listen, the guy's anyway going on the last day of the holiday, maybe to bring a korban to the Beit HaMikdash, so he might delay his korban. So maybe forbid him to take a haircut, so therefore he won't have a problem of delaying his korban, because once he takes the haircut, he has to bring the korban immediately. Kamash Palam, we don't make that gezerah. And therefore, even if the seventh day comes out on Cholam Mo'ed, he's allowed to take a haircut. But do not make a diyuk that it's a lo it's, it's quite possible that a mitzvah who's tameh cannot follow, uh, 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 or must follow the laws, must follow the laws. You, you want to come along and say that it's a lomibaya. That it goes without saying that uh, somebody is um, lomibaya kaman, which means what? Lomibaya bimetum atod de lonahig. Which is now, I'm sorry, the Gemara is saying actually lomibaya that when he's tameh, for sure he doesn't have to follow. And therefore what? I would have thought that when he's tahor, he has to follow it. Why? Because I would thought that we would make a gezerah. What's the gezerah I would make? I would think that the mitzvah on the seventh day is not allowed to take haircut because if he takes haircut, he might end up delaying his korban. Kamash on the Mishnah, that even he is allowed to take haircut. But for sure, the guy who's a mitzvah already, for sure he is allowed to take haircut. That goes without saying. So therefore, from Al Mishnah, you have no ayah that there's any restrictions on any type of mitzvah. That maybe a mitzvah ben betumah and even betahara is allowed to take haircuts. That we have no ayah to be more strict. So the Gemara comes along and says one more proof. Amar we have a pasuk vehatsarua, <coughs> meaning the person that's uh, afflicted with sara, he has to rip his garments, grow his hair, etc. Kohen Gadol. Uh, so this word is coming to include a Kohen Gadol. That, what? That the laws of Sarat apply to him. So the Gemara says, Kohen Gadol Beautiful. A Kohen Gadol all year long has a status of what? Regal. Ditnan. Kohen Gadol Makriv Onen. That we know, a Kohen Gadol is even allowed to bring his korbanot when he is onen. Which is, by the way, that means it's like a regal for him. The whole year is a regal for him. There's no avenue for a Kohen all year long. He can even bring his sacrifices when he is onen. Ve'eno ochel, but he cannot eat the korbanot when he's onen. Fine, he can serve. So what do you see from over here? That a Kohen Gadol Utsarat, which is like an avel, brings korbanot. Which is basically saying... It overrides the regel. I'm sorry. And the pasuk says, "That sarua, that sarua comes to teach me what a kohen gadol can become a tzaraat. Oh, a mitzorah. What do you mean a kohen gadol becoming a mitzorah? That means what his mitzorah is going to override his service. And all year long, a kohen gadol it's like a regel to him in the sense that what. 
that he's able to bring Kodbanot all year long, even if he's Onen. Because of what? The status of Kohen Gadol. And you still see over here that what? That when it comes to Tzarat, it overrides his ability to bring Kodbanot. So that shows you that what? That Tzarat overrides the Regal, and therefore Shmat Minah. Read Rashi. Ha, Kohen Gadol, Kod HaSharal, Nidek Regal, Lechul Ha'am Adameh. Right, he said, which, which, which means he said, because Aharon became an onen that day when he lost Nadav Abihu. So he says, I can't eat it. But he didn't say, I can't sacrifice it. So you see that a Kohen Gadol is able to be makriv. Onen, all Aaron told him, you want me to eat it? Eating, he can't eat it. En, onen, ochel. But onen, makriv, mechlal, dehakrabah ba'aninut. Mechlal, dehakrabah ba'aninut. Velamadnu, dekohen gadol, makriv onen. Abal kule alma, b'sha'arimot hashtana, onen eno m'shaleach kobenotav, k'da'amiyan l'kaman, shalamim, b'zman shehu shalem, b'lo b'zman shehu onen. B'diuk, onen cannot send this korbanot to the Beit HaMikdash. Under no circumstances. It says Shelamim, only when he is whole, but not when he's uh, onen. So therefore you see what? That a Kohen Gadol, his uh, 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 Aninut is pushed away all year long. And therefore what? Alma. 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 That what? All year long for the Kohen Gadol's Kadegel. Because basically, even if he's Avel, Onem, we're letting him bring Korbanot. Oh. And still it says what? Tanish Rashi Veketani. Veketani, the Noheg was Sara'at. Shot, the Kol Mesorat, Noheg, Sara'at, Obarek. That's a proof positive. It says Vahat Sarua. That even if he's a Kohen Gadol, which teaches us what? Kohen Gadol, Noheg, and therefore there is salat on the regal. Okay, Baruch Adonai,